the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. Get lost. Pretty forceful words. Get lost. Go away. Get out of here. No one likes to be told to get lost. And yet, lostness is exactly where we find ourselves in the readings today. What does it mean to be lost? So many things come to mind. We can be physically lost, like on a road trip, which is frustrating, but nothing that can't be easily solved with a GPS device or an old-fashioned map. Or we can lose things to a lost and found box, which is annoying and upsetting, but nothing really life-altering, short of losing something of sentimental value. I hardly think anyone is coming back for the dirty handkerchief in this box. But often, we experience being lost in less tangible, sometimes even painful ways. Moments when lostness feels like being disconnected, alienated, or alone. And being human, we're no strangers to this kind of lostness. We get lost when the divorce is finalized or a meaningful relationship comes to an end. We get lost after the death of a loved one, whether we know it's coming or not. We get lost when we hear the diagnosis and our health and sense of independence begin to decline. We get lost when our future feels uncertain or fearful after being fired or laid off or not getting into the college or university we had so desperately hoped for. We get lost 
when addiction takes over and we finally hit rock bottom. Lostness can be downright stifling and suffocating. Lostness is to experience what the writer of Psalm 88 felt when they declared, darkness is my only companion. Our biblical ancestors know well what it means to be lost like that. In our first reading, we find the Israelites lost from their perspective in the deserts. As they begin to fear the loss of Moses, their leader, who has gone up to Mount Sinai. And they're left alone and scared and fear that they've been abandoned after this journey into the wilderness. And so seeking some semblance of hope and safety, they turn to a golden calf in the apparent loss of even the presence of their God. Whatever the nature of lostness, I think it's fair to say that we've all experienced getting lost in one way or another at some point in our lives. Perhaps most painful of all, there's another kind of lostness, the kind of lostness that's imposed on us by others who tell us to get lost for who we are or what we believe or what we look like or where we come from. The kind of lostness that makes us feel ashamed, excluded, overlooked. This past week I had the opportunity to hear the moving and emotional choral work Considering Matthew Shepard that retells the story of Matt as he was known to his family. Maybe you remember his story as well. Matt was a college student at the University of Wyoming in 1998. One night when Matt was only 21 years old, he was brutally beaten and left for dead the target of an apparent hate crime only because he was gay. Matt was left alone, abandoned on the outskirts of Laramie, Wyoming, by all accounts, lost. Less than a week later, when he died, the world would grieve and lament, some would protest, all in their own kind of lostness and uncertainty. In the midst of such devastating lostness, where do we turn for hope? Where is the joy of being found? What does it even mean to be found? As the choir sang in the finale of this piece, where could be the song? Where begin again? From the shadows climb, rise to sing again. Where could be the joy? Where indeed could be the joy? Well, the joy comes in being found. We look to our readings. There is joy in being found. The shepherd rejoices at finding his lost sheep. The woman rejoices at finding her lost 
coin. They throw parties to rejoice. Even the Israelites, in their own way, hear again the good news of God's presence by way of Moses' reminder to them. The promises made to Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and all their descendants, the promise to not abandon them. In our lostness, God finds us, and God rejoices when we are found. No matter how lost in the wilderness we have become, no matter how far we have strayed on our own, no matter how far we have been cast aside by others. Being found is connection with another person in the midst of loss and grief. Being found is the experience of recovery. Just this past Friday, I went to our partners at Serenity Inns, a recovery home for men experiencing addiction. And in turn, everyone went around and said their names and claimed their stories about their addiction, about being vulnerable to getting help and to making things right. Being found is being seen and being named as a human being and not only for a medical diagnosis or mental illness. Being found is an experience or is to experience love and to live love and to be love, to defiantly and boldly declare that our lostness will not get the final word, to tell lostness itself to get lost. Once more, the choir, in considering Matthew Shepard, sings, what could be the song, where do we begin, only in the love, love that lifts us up. God never stops searching us out. God is that love that lifts us up. God is the love that finds us again and again. And when we know what it means to be found like that, no matter how we have been lost or for how long we have been lost, we are compelled to share in that joy, to search out and find others who are lost, to bring them back to the safety of the fold that we have experienced, to pick them up, to dust them off, and to say to them, you are home, you are beloved, you belong. Where do we begin? Only in the love. Love that calls all of us to seek those who are lost, to find them, to welcome them back, to rejoice with them, as indeed God welcomes us and rejoices with us. God is where the lost things are. And God will stop at nothing to go to the very edges of lostness to find us and bring us back to pick us up, to dust us off, to embrace us in an everlasting embrace, no matter how we have come to be lost or how long we've been lost. And if God is where the lost things are, then we are called to go to those spaces. We are called to get lost 
get lost in the waters of this font that wash over us and claim us as God's beloved children. Get lost in the fullness of this meal that fills us up with Christ's love. Get lost in the kind of reckless love of a God who gets lost to find us. Get lost in the joy of finding and being found. Amen.